What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Joystick Chronicles podcast. Today, we're talking about Sony's acquisition of Bungie and a lot of updates to Call of Duty. Let's get started. Look who's with us again, huh? The man, the myth, the legend. We had to bring him back, Matt Jordan. Welcome, yeah, Matt. Welcome it's back to the podcast. Back. We're Thank you. very happy to have you, as always. You're always welcome. Stat Matt, Math Matt. That, that is stat, Matt. baby. I don't we'll, know. We'll get the official name rolling here at some point. Uh, Business guy. Businessman's, uh, some, something like that. <laughs> it's coming. We just haven't figured that out yet. And we'll put it on screen. Once we figure that out the next time he's on. But uh, yeah, Matt, we're happy to have you back. Welcome, as always. Um, and I did actually hear a little bit, uh, you know, you were telling us right before, you're thinking about maybe starting a podcast of your own. Plug yeah. It. Yeah, I have a little interest. I uh, haven't figured out, uh, figured out the name yet, but our other friend who we've mentioned, Joe, um, he is uh, interested in doing a fantasy football podcast. I've uh, been doing fantasy football for about 12 years now. Um, played for quite some time. Dad played a little Ish. bit in the league, a little love that. there as well. I love that. Um, so love to talk about it. You know, I wouldn't say I'm a savant, but uh, I I make the playoffs pretty much every year. So maybe not in our uh, not in our league. So maybe but, a savant. Uh, in my other league, uh, I was in the championship. So uh, you know, I'd like to talk about it. And if you guys are interested in uh, listening, um, uh, we'll definitely do it. So we'll see how it goes. Well, and I have to say. You guys, you and Joe are usually the two who I go to for fantasy football advice because candidly, I'm terrible at fantasy. So it's just I need help. I've never I never played it really much growing up or as a kid or or anything. I really only started to play it like late in college. So for the last, I would say, probably six years, I've played fantasy football and I've never been good. So it's you've got the leg up on me. I know about the NFL and I know plenty of the inner workings of the league and yep. just how football organizations are run and how the, the, the league is run. But when it comes to fantasy and picking players and maintaining the lineups, that's the biggest thing for me is maintaining the yep. lineups. I'm terrible at it. It's okay. I got your back. If you listen to the podcast, we again haven't figured out the name. We're thinking about it. I won't say it now because it might not be the official one. Uh, if you listen in, we'll get you straight. I love that. I love that. All right. Well, we're not here to talk about football. We're here to talk about uh, the Joystick Chronicles in the gaming industry. And I wanted to bring you back, Matt, for another episode because there's a lot of follow-ups from when we were talking about Microsoft buying Activision and, you know, the repercussions of that. But then also there's been a response in the last week by Sony. Um and Sony now has purchased Bungie, which ironically enough is the, the founding studio or founding publisher for Halo in the Halo series. Um, so it's just interesting now that Microsoft owns a lot of PlayStation or traditionally PlayStation IP. And, you know, while Sony doesn't necessarily own anything Halo, they own the original studio from the game. Um, so there's been a lot of talk about that. But I want to... <laughs> get your thoughts on on some of the moves that have been made uh, just from the the business acquisitions in the last week or so uh and just what uh what are some follow-ups from our last episode 
Yeah, so uh, I definitely think uh, this was a, a good response. Uh, I think there's probably more to be done for Sony uh, in the future in terms of other acquisitions, but this was, you know, the, the studio that made Halo and Destiny. Uh, this is definitely a nice little tongue-in-cheek jab, if you will, mm-hmm. towards Microsoft after their uh, Activision Blizzard um, acquisition. So, um, you know, I'm excited for them, uh, but obviously this kind of raises some questions. There's some questions that come along with this. PlayStation typically is a very very uh, exclusive title company. Um, so this is, you know, the question that uh, is raised is destiny going to become exclusive only to PlayStation. And from what we've been told, the answer is no, it's going to maintain multi-platform. So I think uh, Bungie and the people that play destiny are going to be excited by that, uh, excited by that. You're still going to be able to play on Xbox. Um, so that's good. But I think uh, ultimately what this is saying by Sony is that they're here to play ball. Um, You know, some of the things we talked about on the last podcast was, you know, the crossover between PC and Xbox, Microsoft crossover, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of making these platforms and these games available to all gamers and kind of PlayStation was kind of on the side of of that. And now this is them saying, hey, you know, we're going to acquire a great studio that makes great games and we're not going to make it only PlayStation exclusive. You guys can keep playing this. And if anything, our great studios are going to make the the future of Bungie even better. We're going to enhance the the next Destiny or you know whatever uh, next game that Bungie wants to do. So I think uh, this is uh, maybe Sony um, kind of extending the olive branch a little bit, maybe bridging the gap. Um, and uh, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. I think multi-platform is the way to go. Um, and these exclusive titles, uh, which we'll talk about later uh, with PlayStation, I'm, I'm excited to see maybe which ones might uh, end up coming over to PC and Xbox in the future. So we'll see. Can you imagine if uh, <laughs> if PlayStation was like or Sony was like, OK, we're making Destiny, uh, you know, PlayStation exclusive and uh, Activision and Xbox, Microsoft would just be like, OK, we'll make COD. We'll, we'll make that. <laughs> We'll make that soft exclusive. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> nice try. Go. Just hit him. Hit him with a. That's nice. Or or, or that's cute. Um, I don't. I don't see a world where that happens. At least in the near future. Oh. I mean, it's already been confirmed that uh, Microsoft is is going to uh, fulfill their contractual obligations to the acquisition uh, and with Sony. So Call of Duty is going to stay cross platform for at least the next. I think they said three titles. So they said. Um, and actually I can pull it up right here. I've got it right in front of me. I want to make sure I'm telling you the right, right information, but, um, it's Call of Duty 2022. So the next one that's upcoming, Call of Duty 2023, and then Warzone 2, uh, which we can get, we can get into a little bit more later. Um, so seeing the, the multiplayer, the campaign and zombies live on, and then also Warzone in, you know, how they've lived on really separately from each other with Warzone being free to play the last year and a half or two years. Gosh, we're already two years in. Um, Crazy. I know it is, but uh, it's, it's nice to see that that'll at least continue on for the next three, maybe four years. Uh, because I really do think that cross platform is the way of the future. And, and there's no reason to, to cut one group out just for the sake of, you know, it, maybe it'll make us more money. I think, th- I think the, uh, the way that everything's been going is that, you know, having that cross platform, having people be able to play together, everybody's making a shit ton of money on it. So why stop now? 
Well, and I think I think you make a good point, but there's always the one variable too that's part of that is that PC is always like that the third piece of that. Like you, it's not just Xbox and PlayStation. Like you have to also appease the PC players, which are like your very serious gamers too. So those are different. Uh, you know, the, cross platform won't go away. I don't think just because of because of that too. Yeah, I agree, and I think when you're talking about the race between Microsoft and Sony, you kind of have to loop PC into that Microsoft conversation just because of windows and the fact that it's almost like Sony will never fully catch Microsoft because of PC, because Mm -hmm. it's, if you have an Xbox exclusive, it's automatically going to be on PC where Mm -hmm. I think Sony can probably learn a lot is to, be a little bit more compatible with PC, but they may not want that because then that's ultimately feeding more money into Microsoft. So yeah, I I think it's a a very interesting point and something that until Sony creates a, an operating system or buys Linux and it becomes the next gaming operating system. I think Microsoft will always have the edge just because of that PC platform, even though PlayStation by the numbers is more popular than than xbox it's inevitable i mean because that's a really good point about microsoft um and pc because you've got windows i mean it's Mm -hmm. so dominant like you're not you're not gonna be able to combat that i mean think think about that to for um yeah for playstation to even compete or sony to even compete compete you'd have to make an entire operating system that's insane like that's not you know just how long has microsoft and windows been around it's been a long time they're they're the the masters in that realm you know pc gaming is windows i mean you go into steam and you look and there are a few titles that you can play on mac uh but mac os is not compatible with every game so you run into issues where you if you have a mac you can't play as many games as you would if you had a pc same goes for linux and you can see the linux logo next to some of the games on steam but every single game on steam unless it's a vr game has the windows logo and that's just the way of gaming right now and and i think that's more of a of a mountain to climb versus the console wars yeah, I think so too. I think this is Sony. I think Sony's finally realizing that it's in their best interest to play ball because mm-hmm. they've been so exclusive for so many years. Um, you know, yes, they've done well revenue-wise, but the the future is cross-platform. It's multi-platform. People want to play with their friends. They're going to be more obliged to buy a game, whether it's PC and your buddy's playing on Xbox. If you can, you know, if it's cross-platform, if you can play together, um, you know, and. Yes, people are comfortable with Xbox controllers and people are comfortable with PlayStation controllers. If I have a PC, even though I want the faster operating system and RAM and all that, I'm still going to be playing on an Xbox controller because that's what I'm most comfortable with. Exactly. Um, So, you know, I think PlayStation's finally coming around to the idea that it's in their best interest revenue wise and just for the future of their titles to make it cross platform um, to play ball. So I think this is a step in the right direction. I do still think it's a little bit of a jab at uh, Xbox and Microsoft. But ultimately, I think uh, finally these three major players, PC, PlayStation and Xbox are finally going to start talking to each other uh, as well as their games and the gaming community. So it's exciting. There is. A lot, I think, coming for just for the future of gaming, because now these moves and acquisitions are happening. 
where everybody realizes that like we need to at least try to work together and make this and make gaming more accessible for everybody. Um, I think what's re- actually really interesting, and as I say, accessible. I think the focus on accessibility, and that's not just being able to access it, but that's people with disabilities who are then able to play games in it their own way, I think is a really interesting topic that we can touch on in a, in a future episode. But there's so much work being done um, to get people involved in gaming and allow gaming to be brought to the masses. There, right now, is the best time possible for these companies to be working together, at least talking together and focusing on cross-platform. 100% agree. Uh, Matt, you had a question for us. Let's, yeah, you let's know, hit that. Just a little playful question. Um, I was thinking we, we kind of touched on and spent a lot of time last week or last pod on Halo and just kind of how that brought us into Xbox and things like that. Well, I own, and I talked about this too, I used to own a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the titles that I used to play most often that actually was on Xbox for a short amount of time and then and then Sony made it exclusive again was Spider-Man. Um, that's a game that I would really like to see uh, be cross-platform again. I played the heck out of Spider-Man 3. Um, I, I just love Spider-Man, the character and the games, being able to swing through buildings uh, in NYC is pretty fun. Um, and, you know, I hate to say it because I'm an Xbox guy, but at the end of the day, PlayStation has some amazing Sony exclusive titles. Mm-hmm. What would be the titles that you guys would most likely see potentially in the future uh, go cross-platform? Um, I think... Uh, that's interesting. I, I I hadn't even thought about Spider Man because I I really like Spider Man too. Talk about like almost like a first open world type of game. Like I remember, God, I can't think. I mean, like obviously GTA would would be a, a really good example too of like just being able to like roam around a world and do whatever you want. Like <laughs> to me, that would feel like Spider Man. But I guess i was just thinking is is spyro and both spyro and crash uh whatever uh what's his name bandicoot, bandicoot. Crash bandicoot. those are both playstation exclusive aren't they well technically i think microsoft now owns the rights to both because but they, of the, but they were though they were. they were like back in the day okay because right. i i I can always I can always remember like going over to friends' houses. So I guess I guess those two titles probably like I was jealous because we used to play we used to play that all the time and like we were a GameCube family. So like yeah, we played Nintendo and GameCube and like hey. that was great. But like we could never we always wanted to play Spyro or Crash or whatever. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Banjo kazooie is another one that I loved that game growing up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um I- before I get your final answer, Kevin, I just thought of this. We didn't talk about it before the pod started, but uh, a game that I played the heck out of on PlayStation 2 and would love to see uh, another new game on a cross-platform be Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I loved Kingdom Hearts. Just, yeah. You know, I, lo- I love Disney, but now even with the Marvel stuff, I don't know. I mean, there's so many options and roads that they could go down, but Kingdom Hearts was a, a really fun game. So, I mean, PlayStation has amazing title so the the cross-platform capabilities of the future gets me excited and i just pulled up a list and i'll tell you the one that i'm really looking forward to but i just pulled up a list of yeah some of the playstation exclusives and uncharted obviously is a big one especially with the movie coming out soon i'm actually pretty excited for that um and what's some other just big ones that horizon zero dawn's one the horizon series uh i know a lot of people are 
are really uh, high on. But the one for me, and I actually mentioned this game, I think, in our second or third ever episode, like a year and a half ago, uh, is God of War. And Mm. ironically enough, God of War is now out on PC. So it's already happened, um, but it's within the last, literally within the last week and a half or two weeks. Um, Wow. So it's actually a very timely question for you to ask this because I've just started playing God of War and I think I've put maybe two hours into it so far, maybe not even. Um, So I'm really excited to finally be able to play God of War because it's a game that it came out in, I think, 2018. And uh, ever since it came out, I've always wanted to play it because it's one that, you know, I've got a soft spot in my heart for the for the MMO RPGs and um, yeah. like Assassin's Creed, I know Matt, you and I have talked quite a bit about uh, Assassin's Creed. I, I love that we're game. Uh, but we were talking of, about that game at work. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? Meeting yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. God of God yeah. of War is one that, especially after Assassin's Creed Valhalla came out of almost that like Viking lore and just having that mm-hmm. that aspect uh, into a game. It's like, man, I want to I want to play God of War for the first time, and I finally got to do that. So I was pretty pumped about it. But uh, I will definitely be reporting back on just the storyline there and, and, and my thoughts on how that game goes but i'm really excited for after you get your pc built and you join the pc master race you will then be able to play god of war it's coming coming quick yeah we're uh, we're excited about that because uh to, tbd the, on that well yeah timeline timeline tbd but it's coming at some point and uh you will be the the last of the four to uh to make the jump to pc and we're all very much excited for you oh it's <laughs> me so, too so me good. too brother I, i'm ready um, so i love my so, xbox you know i i'll still play it every now and again for fifa and things like that but uh um, yeah looking forward to playing some obvious obviously uh you know god of war and crossovers like that but just pc games just bigger games mmos um i know new world you played for a while and, and my xbox gonna touch that yeah um, so just cool games like that that i didn't have access to before i'm excited for yeah it opens up just a huge po- like realm of possibilities essentially of all the different games that you can play and uh even just like so now with my new job everybody at my new job is a gamer and it's actually awesome because just random person you talk to and it's like, Oh, have you tried this game yet? I'm like, no, but I have to just add it to the list. I feel like I have a never ending list of games that I have to try. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were talking about a game today. I actually have to pull it up on my phone to figure out what exactly that game was called, but it's like a game for $3 on steam. And they're like, you have to try this because it's so much fun. It's just like literally just like a 2d game that they're having so much fun with. And one of my other coworkers downloaded it and he goes, okay, this is hilariously funny and you have to try it. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So I just feel like I have now like this never ending carousel of game recommendations that I have to try. That's funny. Well, that's also a perk of working where you do because you, that's really the environment, you know, you're hundred percent remote. Everybody else is hundred percent remote. You've got a lot of people that are involved with, uh, yeah, with the with the online digital world, <laughs> I feel like uh, uh, that would be similar to like somebody in the movie industry working with a bunch of movie people and be like, "Hey, you gotta yeah. watch this movie. You yeah. gotta watch this yeah. movie." Yeah, and they just wrote this list of movies that they gotta watch because they're surrounded by all these, you know, people that are so into movies and know what they're talking about. And you're, you're clearly surrounded by a bunch of gamers that know what they're talking about. Oh, it's so it's. I I've never flown my nerd flag so high 
than than how I do nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't care anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Raise it up. Yeah. In my last job, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a closet nerd. It's like, I don't really talk too much about it because everybody here just doesn't care. It's like this job. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. Who's got a recommendation? Because I'm here to try it. Okay. I do want to transition our discussion here, though, because there's a lot. Uh, of Call of Duty content for us to talk about. Um, we yeah. haven't really talked about it in a while. It's still one of the mains that we're, that we're playing. Um, and I want to touch on it. The first thing that we had uh, actually talked about, I know, was it last week, Matthew and I, uh, was The Rock came out and said that he's going to be uh, yeah. making a gaming movie. And we were guessing That's, about which well. gaming franchise it would be. And I thought it was God of War. Matthew, I can't remember... Uh, what you said it was going to be. Cod. Did you say Cod? Your boy was right. Um, and uh, it sounds like your boy was right. So it came out, I think, like two days after after we had talked about this, that uh, Dwayne is going to be, or at least he's in discussions for uh, making a Call of Duty uh, movie. So we're excited to obviously see this come to life because Thanks, we're, all, we're all Call of Duty fans. Um, but my initial thought was, you know, what, what storyline could you take with this? Because there's so many different storylines within Call of Duty, and you can probably do whatever you want with it. Yeah, like you yeah. could, you could almost, you could almost make they... a new character and create your own storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Or do they go the Price and Ghost and Soap route? Or like, I feel like that would be such a hit just with the the base Call of Duty fan base because everybody loves that story. Um, in those those couple characters, or do you kind of take a new character approach and do someone newer? Um, my immediate thought was, and I pulled up a picture, obviously, was could Dwayne play Lurch? Because Lurch, I mean, have him grow a beard, and you're pretty much there with how muscular this dude is. And it's could you go the yeah. newer route with uh, with the Warzone days and have it be like Lurch leading the Shadow Company and almost create your own storyline through that? Um, I'm I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on how you feel like uh, this could come to life as as a Call of Duty film. Okay, I have I have something to make a point about too, and I, I'm very interested to see what he does because I was thinking about the like kind of your target market here for The Rock because obviously you've got a giant base of people that have played Call of Duty over the years. I'm just looking it up now. Let's mm-hmm. see. Um, okay, Warzone's overwhelming success. Uh, even over a hundred million players uh, playing the game. It's probably okay. Warzone's currently sitting at monthly 111 million players. I mean, if you think about that, and then I'm also curious how he's going to mass market it because obviously, like that's a that's a large number of people that yeah, and that's just current like players. That, that is, you that's know, that could let alone the people that played the first Call of Duties that don't right. play Warzone anymore. Yeah. And I then mean, you're marrying that with like I think about like my dad or like that generation yeah. because The Rock, like you know, he's smart. He's gonna he's gonna find some way to marry like that base of people also with like people that just like action movies or you know whatever. Like my dad loves shoot 'em up <laughs> You know, shows as so my mom sure. would say, bang me up, shoot me up games. Um, oh, that's literally what she calls them. I'm like, no, like when I was a kid and I was going to play Call of Duty in the basement, she's like, you are, know, you, like are you go, are you going to play your bang me up, shoot me up game? I was like, yeah, please rephrase mother. <laughs> yeah. Um, if anyone knew your mom, yeah. just 
<laughs> the little church lady. Oh, she's too sweet. You, you're yeah. going to go play your bang me up, shoot me up game. <laughs> um, she's all the best intentions. Oh yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, but what I was saying is, I mean, it, in theory, I mean, this is just another war movie. It's, it doesn't have to be yeah. a call of yeah. duty movie. It's another war That's movie. So if you like that and, genre, which I'm a huge fan of war movies, boom, right what? there, you've got a su- they, success. Did, how do they market this? You know, yep. like, My are you, is if they do a new character and a completely new story, how do they still make it feel like call of duty? I think, yeah. I think you to, for the masses, if you're really going for the most successful route, I think you go full on war movie. It's carrying mm-hmm. the Call of Duty title. Yeah. And that's what you focus on is the, the base storyline that the you war. come up with and make it catered to fans of action movies and war movies and all of that because your Call of Duty fans people like yep. us who are already talking about this are going to go see it regardless. They know that yeah, this yeah. movie's coming out. They know if it's carrying a call of duty title, it's got the rock in it. They're going to go see it. Mm-hmm. So you've already got that sector covered. I think you focus on, on the war route in the, in the movie, the action movie fans. Yeah. Funny yeah. enough. We didn't talk about this before discussing this, but I just thought of it um, a little, a little bit before it's time actually. Um, but this isn't the first uh, video game. Shoot them up. Bang, bang me up. Bang me up, up. Shoot me up. Uh, bang me up. <laughs> up uh game slash movie uh that the rock has been in doom yeah yeah one of the first uh shooter shooter games doom rock was in and it got okay reviews but that was also gosh that movie's probably 15 years old at least 20 years old not really sure Um, to be come up to be completely honest i i I would be i would i bet you it's 2001 2003 2005 2005 okay so 17 years yeah um that's crazy so um I, you know, and it's specifically, I remember in that movie that was kind of different. They did a first person uh, point of view. Do you guys remember that? I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't um, I think I ever watched it. Towards the end of the movie, uh, when um, The Rock, I guess, got enhanced by the aliens or whatever, and he went beast <laughs> mode, or the, no, the other guy, the protagonist, um, he had a, a first person point of view of him just like killing all these aliens and stuff like that. And I thought that was pretty cool. So that'd be pretty neat if they kind of paid a little homage to uh, the first person shooter in Call of Duty and kind of did a first mm-hmm. person uh, point of view for Call of Duty movie. That'd be neat. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Huh. Hold on. I had a thought and now I'm completely forgetting. I was going to give you guys a PC update too. This is completely irrelevant. For oh, you're just taking us off the rails. <laughs> uh, so update is I haven't heard anything and it's been in the shop for a week. The update is there is no update. Welcome to corporate America. <laughs> I hate my life. Okay. Sorry. Uh, pain. So Matthew uh, update there is that, yeah, you're just not ever going to see your computer again, right? Um, so we're, we're moving to Atlanta in 23 days. So there you go. You've got 22 days to get it figured 22, out. 22 days. It's make a countdown. I'll start the timer. <laughs> we'll put a we'll put a daily post out on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, well, 20, okay. Twenty two wanna... days until Matthew gets his PC back and moves to Atlanta would be amazing. Okay, I want to get us back on track. So we were talking about the Rock, uh, but Kevin, I wanted to I wanted to ask you this because we haven't even had had a chance to talk about it. Um, 
So I kind of want to talk about the war zone, just the state of war zone right now mm-hmm. and kind of like what our experience looks like. There's a few things, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the future too with um, war zone two uh, being rumored, but Kev, I want to ask you about the, uh, how was the FFAR? I heard you dug that back up out of the trash and decided to use it again. I did. And uh, I was having actually a lot of fun with it. Um, I think, one thing that a lot of people are really focused on right now is just in it may not be anymore at least for the first couple months or even more casual players is still leveling up the vanguard guns so the big focus is well i gotta get the vanguard guns leveled because it takes so long Mm -hmm. to do that i'm not really focusing on any other weapons uh so one thing that i've started to do is just kind of experiment with modern warfare guns cold war guns and just see what feels good and uh let me tell you the ffar might be back feels good eh? it's uh Weird. honestly i've been having a lot of fun with uh using the ffar and the swiss using it as a sniper support and i've kind of been going back and forth between using the ffar and the mp40 because both are really good with the sniper but um yeah the swiss has been a lot of fun for me to use too uh and i think that's a big piece of hopefully we'll get an update to uh to buff some of the vanguard snipers because right now those are just not that fun to use I, there are no. i've seen some builds on the vanguard snipers of especially the car 98 where people are saying you know it is fun uh it's pretty good try to use this but i'm like it just for me personally i just i don't know i'm I'm not really into it i like the the swiss or the modern warfare car 98 better and uh it's okay. just kind of what i've been rolling with if i'm sniping so uh on rebirth the swiss for me has been uh been a fun one I I saw a video on TikTok the other day that was um it was the the Vanguard Car ninety eight and it didn't even uh it didn't down somebody on a headshot and I was like <laughs> not great Jim <laughs> so brutal as Tony Romo would say not great Jim not, not great not great Jim um I, I okay so you brought up you know some of the issues that Call of Duty and in the Warzone scene right now is is having. There's a tweet from uh, from Iceman Isaac that I'll pull up that I thought is very telling of just kind of where the, the state of the game is, because, you know, he's he plays this game all the time. He knows about it. He's had conversations with even the devs and just people who are very ingrained within this game. And, and I think this list that he put together kind of is definitely not everything, but it, it gives a glimpse into just what's wrong with the game. Um, mm-hmm. I think audio is a big one as you know, half the times on a kill cam, somebody doesn't have dead silence and, uh, you just can't even hear them. Uh, I think that's a, a huge issue and we've complained about that before. Um, I, I think the incendiary rounds for me are just insane. Um, there's really no reason to use any other of the ammo types. Um, because incendiary just gives you such an advantage, especially stopping power all over again. Pretty much, honestly, the the big piece of the of the uh, incendiary rounds is that yes, you're still doing your base damage, but it does that additional damage over time. And I don't know what the exact number is; it's like two or three damage over time. But what it does is it stops the your opponent from healing too. So they're continuing to they like they're continuing to get hurt. But what that does is it extends the amount of time it takes for them to actually even heal their base health back up, mm-hmm. not the the armor plates. 
Um, mm-hmm. So that's where you get your advantage if you're going, if you have the incendiary rounds and you're going against somebody who doesn't. If it's a gunfight. Does a stim combat that? A stim, I believe, does. Okay. But then you almost have to rely on or just hope that, you know, that other player doesn't have a stim. Um, right. Which I think, ironically enough, because we're talking about some of the shortcomings here, stims, I think, are one of the things that the game has gotten right with the Vanguard integration because stims are a lot more fun to use. Cause if you're popping a stim, you've got like 20 seconds of it essentially feels like you're using dead silence, but you don't get the quiet footsteps. You get the speed and the mobility yeah. of if you had dead silence on. And uh, I think that just adds a little bit more of a, of a layer to either trying to get out of a gunfight or can, or push into a gunfight. Um, sure. And then you obviously have the, the benefit of healing yourself while you're doing it too. So right. um, stims are one that, that I've been rocking pretty religiously um, just because to me, I feel like, you know, stuns are good, but I'd rather right. just use the stim. This I feel stim, like a year ago. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say the stims remind me of uh, Octane in, a, in Apex. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, I Matt. feel like a year ago, though, the stims were almost pointless. Like, your, your health regenerated almost mm. as quick with using it um, versus not. And so a stun was a no-brainer. And now the fact that it's like, eh, do I really even need a stun? I could use a stim. You know, it just shows how they kind of have fixed it. And that's... Uh, um, little bit I like sought that. after uh you know tactical to use yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think one thing that i've seen in the last probably week or two that a lot of people are starting to talk about is the possibility of skill-based hit reg with bullets <laughs> and what people are saying is that oh if you have a lower kd or a newer account your yep. bullets are registering either normally or better than they would Guys. if you're on an older account or you have a higher KD. You bring up such a great point because do you know, you know, the, uh, those videos, have you guys seen where the, um, I guess it was from Ricochet that like the cheaters bullets aren't registering at all. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah, yeah. hitting, but they're doing a lot less damage. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that shows their cards a little bit. Maybe, maybe, there's an algorithm based in there, like, you know, depending on your skill, your skill level, uh, that, you know, your bullets are less damage, your, your bullets are doing more damage, depending on the night, how you're playing, yeah. uh, KD, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. That's, that's a very interesting point. Yeah. I think there's a lot there. Obviously something that make me so mad, something <laughs> obviously we'll never know for sure. But there were people experimenting and I was I was reading on Twitter about it um, was that it, people were going into games who they have a two or a three KD and they're going into a game on a dummy account and they were getting kills with like seven bullets and it was just like perfect for them. And then they go back into their normal account and it's back to just it almost feels like their bullets aren't hitting. and. Um, that that's is to that's really that's interesting not- because it goes back to the skill-based matchmaking which we've obviously known is in the game for a long time now right um but it just adds that component of activision has always tried to cater to your casual gamer yep. and it's not a great competitive experience whereas 
if you were to be able to implement a ranked, you wouldn't have to worry about that at all. So it's they're trying to level the playing field. And if they're actually doing that by hurting players who have good gun skill and can actually hit their shots, essentially creating phantom bullets, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, come that on. Sucks. That sucks because you well, like think about it. The amount of time that we've invested into these games and all of that has gone toward us getting better and then like basically taking a uh, getting punished or disciplined almost in a way because uh, or, or at least we're just not getting that reward uh, being on the same playing field. It, does, it just doesn't make sense. Like I've invested God, how many like forty something days into this war and into Warzone, and to know that like my bullets would do less than somebody else's, worse than me. Yeah, that's me so mad. Yeah, hard pill to swallow. I feel like they're catering to either the elite streamers, the professional gamers, or the newcomers that are just getting started that want to feel like they're decent at the game, and the the guys that you know are coming home after work that are good gamers. You know, yeah. play together as a squad, get good good amount of kills. Uh, we find ourselves in those sweaty lobbies where we just get decimated or uh, maybe somebody, like you said, who's a newer player is getting a lot more um, bullet regulation on us than uh, or bullet reg than uh, than we're getting on them. So that, that's kind of hard to hear. It's uh, it, it's I'll show you this. I'll bring this up. So flanked. He's a Twitch streamer. Uh, he said he's, he's playing on a point three KD account to see if he shoots missiles, which I just love that he says shoots missiles. Uh, shoots missiles. <laughs> um, and he followed that up with an update and he said it's absurd the difference in bullet reg um wow and it's being tested and i mean you see the replies on this you got modern warzone j god jared fps like oh this is starting to get some traction here and a lot of people are starting to talk about this and if now you already have the existing skill-based matchmaking and now you add this into the mix it's almost questioning yourself of why would you want to be super competitive in this game? Because right. the studio or sorry, the publisher in Activision is essentially hurting you for being a high skilled player. Yeah. What's and, the incentive? Yeah. There's or no even inc- a decently skilled player, like just above average. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and Matthew, that goes back to a lot of discussions that we've had before of what is the incentive to play and something that you bring up a lot. And this is once again, hurting the people who love the game and who have put the time in and who are the high skill players and mm-hmm. catering towards that casual gamer, which I get because that is most of the player base. Yeah. But there yeah. needs to be something to where you're seeing a benefit for putting the time in and you're actually seeing the reward of, of all of that hard work in that time. So that goes back yeah. to my point of a point that I've made a lot is that there needs to be, in a buttoned up ranked mode within Warzone yeah. that will fulfill but a lot of those needs. I was there just has thinking to be a ranking like, system. Yeah. yeah, and and I was just thinking about like how do they walk this back now though? Because there's not going to be a transparency. They 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 can't come out and say we're we're in, you know, we have an algorithm that's uh regulating your your bullet registration or whatever, your your bullet reg like you can't you can't come out and after people have invested this much time and say like oh yeah we've been kind of uh putting you on a different playing field because you're playing well you can't walk that back yeah it's just you just need so, you just need to be 
upfront uh, about it. Give give somebody a ranking and let them go against people with other rankings of the same. I, I mean, yeah. you, you look at Apex. Apex ranked is yep. it's a lot of fun, and it is. I will be the first person to tell you that. And it gives you a reason to put the time in and grind towards it because you get a number yeah. next to your name and your ranking, and yep. that is what they need to implement. It's ba- it's balanced, and it I feel balanced. It's justified if you finally grind to that high rank and you get into a game where you just kind of get decimated. Maybe you're not on your A game and you're like, okay, this makes sense. I'm playing with gold level. I'm playing with platinum level, platinum level players. Um, So this makes sense. You know, I'm playing with some really, really good guys versus you playing with a bronze level, you know, or whatever the uh, equivalent is in Call of Duty and just getting shredded. You're like, I don't deserve this. Like, I'm better than this. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Um, so at least with the grind towards that rank next to you, you know, it, it can it just justifies the game and makes it so much more enjoyable. Well, I, I think this is a good opportunity to kind of transition to that's kind of like our state of the war zone now, what that's looking like. But also we have some rumors. We have some uh, talk about Warzone 2 kind of teased it earlier. Um so, Kevin, if you want to, can you kind of just walk us through kind of what we're hearing with the rumors leaks? And because obviously, like, you know, we were talking about now and, you know, we don't have a ranking system. There's a lot of things that the community is asking for. How do they transition that in, into Warzone 2 and moving forward with uh, with making a, a new game? Yeah. So the big piece of kind of going back to what we mentioned earlier with the next three COD titles being multi-platform. So you kind of have to think about this in two ways of one, you've got your COD 2022, which is your multiplayer normal game release. And then you've got Warzone 2. And in theory, or at least the leaks are that COD 2022 is going to be Modern Warfare 2, which I'm very excited about. Modern Warfare 2 was my favorite Call of Duty title of all time. Next to yeah. COD 4, because COD 4 was just so much fun. MP5 on shipment and COD 4. Great memories. Uh, <laughs> but Modern Warfare 2 was a phenomenal title. It will forever be my favorite Call of Duty title, and I'm very excited for this next iteration of it. Um, so knowing that, it's almost like you're just gearing up to, to having another Modern Warfare Warzone. Um, so Warzone 2 is from what I've read and what I've heard is that they're essentially thinking of this as a brand new title and they're starting from scratch completely. So where I think they have a huge massive opportunity is to take all the feedback in from the call of duty community and to realize what is wrong with their game and ship something that is polished and buttoned up and it can be almost a completely different experience with the same fundamentals of Warzone Mm -hmm. and creating something that players are going to get excited about again. And it's a huge opportunity. You know what I was thinking about with this was that um, it it brings me back like for Modern Warfare 2, like you remember how crisp some of those guns are like using the ACR, using Mm -hmm. the M16, like, oh, oh my gosh. I mean, even just the weapon sounds like kind of brings back memories for me. I can hear it in my head. (laughs) I will go back to using the intervention daily. Yes. yes. Well, and can can you imagine pairing that with, with like, 
Can you imagine if we had Warzone back in the day with Modern Warfare 2? Oh my god, we played that. I, I already sunk days. Like, I probably had over a month of playtime at least on that game. Yeah. We didn't even know what a battle royale was. No, <laughs> no. It's uh, if you can implement what Modern Warfare 2 was into Warzone. Mm, I get, ex- I get excited thinking about it. Uh, that's yeah. for sure. But so there are currently 11 studios who are attached to developing Modern Warfare 2 um, based off of some Call of Duty leakers who have put this out on the interweb, a.k.a. Twitter. Um, Demonware, High Noon Studios, Toys for Bob, Infinity Ward, Austin, Texas, Infinity Ward, Poland, Infinity Ward, LA, Vinox, Activision, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, and Treyarch are all Everybody. supposedly working on Modern War- Modern Warfare 2, which all is a on deck. huge collection of studios that can really put a lot of effort into this game, and it really is all hands on deck. Um, yeah. That that's literally what the quote is that I'm looking at on this tweet. Oh, really? Of, that's funny. Of <laughs> somebody, somebody at Treyarch. I, I thought you had read the show log. I don't. I don't even think. <laughs> no. I don't think you had time to look at it. I'm just a nerd and think like other nerds. I guess <laughs> all hands on deck. Uh, you know, another uh, thing that I saw about it was I think the the clean slate is one thing that is exciting to me. Um, but let's talk about how um they aren't gonna well supposedly not going to have any weapon integration from Vanguard from uh, from the last few titles. So completely new slate of guns. We're not starting with like, God, I mean, think of all the time we've spent leveling up all these guns the mm-hmm. last three games. Uh, don't have to worry about that. I'm pretty excited about that. I, I liked doing that when we transitioned in multiplayer uh, from each game kind of growing up. Uh, but what do you guys think? I think it's uh, kind of an ode back to the the traditional prestige system of when yeah. you when you hit that prestige button, you start from scratch and you have to you have to level up your guns too, uh, which is not something yeah. that we live with anymore. Um, but I think it's a really good opportunity to kind of forget the old ways. There's uh, not even in gaming specifically. I just think in general that if you're trying to do something different from what you have been doing. Starting from scratch is the best way to do that. And I think one thing that I've heard, especially in like, like in like the creative space, uh, in graphic design, in, in that world of, you know, never publish your first iteration of something that you put out or that you want to put out. Almost like do, do an edit, create something, and then scrap it and do it again. And I'm sure they've done that. There are so many iterations of games that uh, are put together before they're released. Um, And in theory, you want everything to be a completely finished project that's polished and buttoned up before it goes out to the public. But that is not always the reality. So I think that the last two years, plus the development, however long Warzone was in development, I don't even know, to be completely honest. We'll say another two years for that. So we'll give them four years. So the last four years, They've learned a lot of how to make a successful game. And I think having all of these studios involved gives them a very good opportunity to do it well. And I'm hoping that we don't have an EA dice 
Battlefield 2042 situation on our hands where everything for right. them was it's all hands on deck. All of our assets are going into Battlefield and this is what's this is our focus and talk about a flop. So I yeah. think that they have witnessed that they know what not to do. Uh, and they know that they have a very, very solid foundation in a game that has seen a lot of success and a lot of people love. People have made careers off of it and they're able to fine tune and pick and choose the little pieces that they want to carry over and then start from scratch. Give us a whole new experience. And some of the other things that I've read is that Warzone in its current state will continue to live on. So it's not like you're losing everything, but your account sure. will carry over to Warzone 2 and game on. It's hitting that mm -hmm. prestige button and it's taking you back to original Modern Warfare 2 days of, of that little caution box of, are you sure you want a prestige? You will lose everything. <laughs> Hit OK and just yes. be OK with that. Do it all over again. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah, and hopefully with a, an awesome uh, ranked uh, system as well to come with it. If they do anything, just please ship the game with a working rank system and I will be happy. Come on. Let people play against people that are like them. Yeah. What's wrong with to, that? I hate, to, I hate to not be the... I hate to be the negative person, but I just... I don't feel like uh, a lot of games have trended toward uh, toward doing that. Like you know, you think about like Halo just dropped and it's like they basically dropped like a, a beta version yeah. essentially. Like they're still they're still making it now. I think it's just like I but you know what? Learning that there's like eleven studios on it is pretty promising because if you've got eleven studios on it and you wanna have I think w when was the rumored release? It was twenty twenty-three. Uh believe it. It was actually holiday of twenty twenty-two is what I've read. So later this year. Okay. Well, you know, I guess if you I'm sure they have already had attention on it. Uh, but, you know, if you got 11 studios working on it, that's that's at least promising to me. But I really hope I guess I mean, I guess if you kind of think back to like Modern Warfare 2019, when that dropped, that was a pretty polished game. I mean, uh, how many hours did we sink into that immediately? I mean, so many. A, a lot. A I lot. liked it. I thought it was uh, the best one in the past couple of years. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, mixed feelings about uh, where Modern Warfare 2019 lands in just the ranking of of the Call of Duty hierarchy. And there are people all for it and there are people all against it. And you very rarely find people in the middle. Um, and if I, I love seeing any of the content creators online just saying, you know, if you if you need impressions on a tweet. Just talk about the ranking of, of Modern Warfare 2019 in the Call of Duty hierarchy, and mm -hmm. you're going to get that engagement because everybody's got an opinion on it. So I'm curious, Matt, actually, it, I know, Matt, Jordan, you just mentioned that you yeah. thought it was one of the best. Um, Matthew, what are your thoughts on where Modern Warfare 2019 lands in the overall Call of Duty landscape? Well, I think, uh, you know, I was talking to my other friend about this, uh, my buddy Pierce, um, about Call of Duty. He's like, he's a lot more of a casual person, like more of a casual gamer than like a lot of people I know. And you know what? He never really got into the whole idea of Battle Royale. 
he's never really transitioned like into liking that sort of thing. And uh, he still, you know, enjoys playing multiplayer. And I was just thinking, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm wondering, like, maybe that's the debate because the whole idea uh, behind Modern Warfare 2019 it was revolutionary for them to drop a war zone. I mean, that was like completely different from what the franchise has been ever since its creation. So it, to me, like, you know, that, that weighs very differently for certain people, for a person like Pierce, like he doesn't like battle Royale. So like, obviously that one's going to be pretty freaking low on his list. But to me, it was like, that was a big deal. That was a huge change. Mm -hmm. Like think about the change of behaviors for us now. Like all we want is, a battle royale in every game now so uh and it's not necessarily that it was them that started it but they released a game that was you know we all love call of duty and it was they did it well so okay long story short i don't know i mean i would say probably man i mean it might be a top two i mean between that and maybe um probably modern warfare 2 yeah it's a it's a top five for me, and I think I'd have it at five. Really? Yeah, I think I do Modern Warfare two, maybe modern or maybe Modern Warfare um, four, um, and then probably call, a Black Ops. Call of Ops. Duty four. All right, Call of Duty four. Yes, and then um, probably Black Ops. Really? In there, uh, Black Where, Ops maybe ah. three or two at three and four, and then yeah, Modern Warfare at five probably. Yeah, if For we're if we're talking just the multiplayer experience, yeah, oh, well, the campaign. That's, See, that's I'm a good I, I've always played the campaign all the way all the way through. <laughs> And so for me, I mean, that's part of the game. And that's a that's a big thing that I like. So I I add the campaign into that aspect of that ranking system. I yeah, will say game. I will say. Modern Warfare, did I play the campaign? I think Modern Warfare might have been the first Call of Duty that I did not even touch the campaign. I know a lot of people were you know ready to get into that war zone so they wanted to get into multiplayer and get yeah. the guns leveled up yeah um so I, I know a lot of people did skip the campaign but I, I enjoyed it um i i would go modern warfare 2 as one uh probably black ops 4 as two uh call of duty 4 cod 4 is three and then i mean i'd, I'd probably put modern warfare 2019 right right up in there I, it's not the well, best title, but I think it's it's top four, top five. Yeah, in my I, opinion. Well, you know what? My answer is different from from your all's because you got to think like you know I've said it many times. Like I'm I'm just a lot more of a I'm I'm just more of a competitive person. I just not that I'm more competitive than you. It's just that I've always liked the multiplayer experience. I never really got into campaigns. I didn't care about the storyline that much. Like I. I would play it like you and I, Kevin did an all nighter for, I think Modern Warfare two. Yeah. That uh, campaign, probably, probably a few others, but race uh, to see one, who could finish notably. first <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and stay awake and talk uh, about an ending for that too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Modern Warfare two. I remember my jaw dropping like a movie. Like, yeah. Like yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. They could make a spinoff off that ending for a rock film. Well, they can make a movie off that. Yeah. And, have rock in it and I'd be okay. With that yeah. But oh that's yeah. That's, that's why I put that's why I put this one Modern Warfare 2019 really high because uh, based on like full multiplayer experience and for me that's like a complete game changer to have Warzone it's a complete change in like 
the way right. that it I is. see and the, the the preference that I have for uh, multiplayer and, and uh, first person shooter experiences. So, like, I don't know. It, it's kind of it, that's hard though. Like, I would almost like rather do like a tier level because there's like you know if you did like you see them on Twitter, it's like the A mm-hmm. tier level, mm-hmm. B, C, D, because like you could easily put like that one. You could put uh man even like OG Black Ops or Black Ops Two up there. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 and I'm trying to think I mean like even like I enjoyed Modern Warfare 3 but like nobody really talks about it that much yeah I don't know um, so did you out of curiosity uh, did you like World at War uh, COD 5 World at War yeah COD 5 World at War was the first Call of Duty that I actually owned so I have fond memories of like grinding to get better because I that was my transition to did you not have COD 4 I never so and that's that's the whole thing. I never had COD four. Wow. Never really? Because yeah, because um my first game so this is funny. I, I don't, don't think I, I knew that. Told, I don't tell this story a whole lot, but um so when I was debating or like trying to convince my parents to get me an Xbox, that was like well one, my my siblings had kind of transitioned to not really playing video games that much anymore. Uh, but I was still very into it. And I was playing Halo 3 with my friend all the time, Andrew Amoroso. Do you remember? I do. So we would, we would play Halo 3 like constant. I'd try to go over to his house all the time. So I had a choice between two games. And it was either I was going to pick Call of Duty or Halo. And I chose Halo. So Halo was like my main game. But um, my parents eventually ended up getting me a Call of Duty. And believe it or not, they actually got me COD 4. And I didn't realize it at the time, but that was like at the end of COD 4. That was when COD 5 had just released. So I was like, no, that's the wrong one. I was really disappointed as a kid because I was like, I want the new Call of Duty. So my first COD was COD 5 because I had them return COD 4. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? (laughs) That is funny. Uh, you had to return it. I hate that for you. That's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I, I think Modern Warfare, it's for all the gripes that people have about the game. And I think a lot of that probably comes from Warzone and just some of the flaws within Warzone. If you're strictly multiplayer in the campaign, I think it's definitely up there. Um, the revival of zombies in Black Ops Cold War was a lot of fun for me. I, I I put probably honestly more time into Black Ops Cold War zombies than I have into any other zombies in Call of Duty. You know what that Kevin, that's a whole nother discussion because you talk about um what that was COD five was the first one with zombies and that was like a complete change. That was a like one eighty everybody like, yeah. like God the amount of time we sunk into that too. I love that. Nocturne oh, Toten. Yeah. Night of the Undead. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Good memories. Good memories. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Um, Matt, thank you again for joining us. We're going to have you yeah, on. Definitely. We're going to have you on here in some other future episodes. Um, and obviously, best of luck on the Fantasy Football Podcast. Whenever that comes Thanks. to life, we will do a crossover uh, crossover show. And uh, we'll have to get a Fantasy Football League going for, uh, for whatever the title of your show is. Um, but we are uh, very excited, obviously, to have you back. And you're always welcome. So thank you for joining. Thanks, guys. Good, good episode. Thanks for having me on. As always. All right. Um, 
thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you to make sure you subscribe to the uh, to the channel here. We're up to I think twenty five subscribers. So. Road to one hundred, yeah. baby. Road to one hundred. Uh, we're we're getting there. Um, we'll Word we'll get there away. one way or another. Um, make sure you like the video and uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or or, or Stitcher or uh, Apple Podcasts, thank you for listening. Make sure to leave yeah. us a review, leave us a like, and uh, we will. Talk to you guys in the next one.